0: Uh, I want y'all to take a look at this verse right quick and we're going to walk down through it. Amen. Talking about stepping out in faith. And I'm, I'm, I'm subtitling this, I see you. Everybody say, I see, ya. I see you. Have you ever somebody, ha, had somebody come in Brother Roe or they, they came in and they were dressed real sharp and you say, L- I see you. I see you. I see what you're working with. Anybody? Y'all ever did that before? Uh, somebody does something of uh, 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 um, a magnificent consequence. You say, I see you. And so when we look at this passage right here, and we're going to look at Luke, the fifth chapter also, we're going to be asking ourselves, do we see? What do we see? Amen? So Hebrews chapter number 10, if y'all there with me, let's begin reading at verse number 32. Ready? Read. But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. Partly, while you were made a gazing stop, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used. All right, let's keep moving. It says this, for you had compassion of me in my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Next verse, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath what? great recompense or reward. Look at this next verse: For you have need of what? Can we read that one more time? For you have need of what? Can we read it one more time? For you have need of what? Patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might what receive the promises, that after you have done the will of God you might receive the promise. Amen? Talking about stepping out in faith. Now, guys, when the writer of Hebrews wrote this letter, the Jewish believers to whom he was writing had been walking by faith for several years. And now here, this writer reminded them of how people first responded when they started their walk of faith. Because I got news for you guys. As long as you come to church and be just a good Baptist, be a good Methodist, be a good Episcopalian or Church of God in Christ, Pentecostal, whatever you are. People, are, people just, you know, you, you've been a good church member. But the moment that you decide to step out in faith and walk, amen, in concert with God's plan and purpose for your life, when you start to do things that don't make sense to the outward appearance, or when you begin to do things in your faith journey that causes you differently than everybody else, People are going to look at you differently. People are going to think you are off your rocker because most Christians, hear me carefully, most Christians don't walk by faith. Most Christians, amen, walk by what they can see. But God has called up on all of us to walk by faith. Now look at this, this this word here in that that 33rd verse, it's a word called gazing stock. Everybody say gazing stock. Now, of course, this is King James English and we don't ever use it. How many of y'all have had the occasion to use the word gazing stock? (laughs) <laughs> your normal language, you don't, right? So, so let's 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 go back into the context of the scripture and begin to get some understanding. That word "gazing stock" in verse thirteen comes from the Greek word "theatron." Ever say "theatron," yeah. from which we get the word "theater." Y'all know what the a theater, right? How many of y'all like going to movies? How many of y'all are movie buffs? I mean, I love. I love. Uh, any of y'all like? Going, y'all, d- 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 y'all don't go to movies. Yeah. Maria and I love going to movies. And I man, we we'll sit down. As a matter of fact, we like good movies. I love good suspense. Mystery whodunit type movies. Amen. I some of y'all like horror movies. I can't stand horror movies. All right. Some of y'all like love stories, and love stories are okay in their place. And I I watch one every now and then, but that's not really what I'm looking for. Amen. But I love a good mystery whodunit. A a, a a a a a CIA team that goes into a foreign country, whatever that is. The suspense and mystery. I love that. So. When it says theater here, we get the word from the Greek word theatron. We get the word theater, and it means it means to observe, to watch, to study, to scrutinize, or to bring upon the stage for all to see. Everybody say theatron. Now, it, it, this this word gives us a picture of spectators taking their seats in the theater to watch how the play goes all the way through the end. However, if you look at this word in the context of this verse right here, Hebrews 10 and 33, we can see that the audience isn't watching to see how good the show is. They're watching in order to catch the players making a mistake. Are y'all tracking with me today? This crowd in this text is on the edge of their seats anticipating the first time one of the actors makes a mistake or forgets a line so they can laugh at him, scorn him, ridicule him, and make fun of him. Are y'all listening to and, and in fact, one Bible expositor says the Greek word theatron in this verse means to bring onto the stage in order to scorn, in order to scoff at, in order to shame, in order to sneer at, and to publicly humiliate. So, 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 so what's the Holy Spirit doing? The Holy Spirit in this text, I believe, is alerting us to the fact that whether we like it or not, when we take a step of faith or a new stand in the word of God, it almost always put us at center stage. Once you say it out of your mouth. Once you begin to speak the thing that God has supplanted in your spirit and you tell others what God's the step of faith that God has called you to walk on, people start watching you to see how you're going to do, to see when you're going to mess up. Oh, yeah, you just dreaming. You know, you don't know. You're too naive. I've been around this thing long enough. Yeah, yeah, I know what you say. God told you, but just, just wait. I know people. Folks begin to watch you. Amen. You may not you may not be known by thousands, but your faith confession or your announced plans will become the dinner conversation among friends, family, associates and even your enemies. I have no doubt when God gave me the word that I'm going to use you to be the bridge. And when God said, I'm going to use you to unite black and white, Hispanic and Asian Christian into one body so that the world can see my love. There were some of y'all like "Mm -hmm, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that ain't going to happen here at EBC. You must be crazy, Pastor. As a matter of fact, this is our church. You're trying to change our church. I told you it is not our church. It's God's church. And we're going to do it God's way. So I know that, that, and I don't blame you because everybody can't see, amen, what the Lord has shown me. And I don't blame you because sometimes people have shown, God has shown people stuff that I didn't see. And I was a little bit doubtful because I didn't see it. But you know what? God didn't give it to me in a lot of cases to see it. And the vision that God gives you, sometimes people can't see it because he didn't give it to them. Are y'all tracking with me today? So everyone will, will, some some people are going to have you for dinner. They're going to be talking about you when you say God told you to do a certain thing. Everyone will seem to develop an opinion as to whether we are overstepping our boundaries by taking on something too big for us or whether we'll be able to fulfill our dream. I got news for you. When God calls you to step out by faith, it actually is too big for you to do on your own. As a matter of fact, he never called for you to do it on your own. He called for you to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. And he will do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Can I get a witness? So, so again, when we look at this thing, I want you to trust people got an opinion. You'll be amazed. And how many of the people you thought would believe in you and support you instead they buy a ticket to the show with everybody else. <laughs> Taking a seat in that theater. Got the popcorn ready, did it? <laughs> got the popcorn ready to see how well you will do with your grand new announcement about what God told you to do and walking out in faith. It's just the fact. Everybody say a fact. It's just the fact that there will always be spectators who stand by eagerly anticipating the moment they can laugh at you and say, I told you so. When you're stepping out by faith. When you make your first mistake in your faith while they, they, they're waiting for that to, to happen so they can say, I told you so. Unfortunately, again, many times it's not just the world that's doing it. Many times these spectators are believers who say they love Jesus. But when you say God told me and I'm walking in line with God's will for my life, they, they begin to, 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 to doubt you, especially this happens with family members. So sometimes family members who've known you all your life, when you start saying God has told me to do something that's, that's radically different than what I've always done. Or when God tells me to take a period of abasement, you know what a period of abasement is? That means when, when, I, when I don't have what I used to have. If you decide to go back to school and, and, and as Liz did and your half of your family's income is it, it's gone, it's going to take some faith. And there will be people saying, well, baby, you listen, now you know you got to pay your bills, and you do. I believe in paying your bills, because the Bible says the wicked borrow and does not repay. Yeah. Can I get a witness? Yeah. But I also know that God, amen, is a great multiplier. How many of y'all ever seen him pull fish out of fish, bread out of bread? How many of y'all have seen God make a little bit stretch a long ways? I need some witness in here who say, Pastor, you know what? I remember the days when we didn't have much, but what we had, and man, we, it filled our stomachs. We've been out and ate caviar, they've pork and beans and rice, and rice and pork and beans, however you want to say it. That <laughs> reminded me of back when we were first married. You know, we were 22 and 20, and we lived in, in the White Columns Apartments in West Monroe, Louisiana. And Marrera used to make the meanest Hamburger Hepper. I mean, I remember Hamburger Hepper. Anybody, anybody in the house remember Hamburger Hepper? <laughs> it, it, it didn't cost a whole lot of fun, but Hamburger Hepper. We would eat some Hamburger Heppers, and maybe she put some string beans in there, and, a little, and Kool-Aid. Anybody? Kool-Aid. <laughs> Can I get a witness up in here? Strawberry. Grape. orange. <laughs> What you did, what you had to do, until you got to do what you wanted to do. You ate what you had to eat until you could eat what you. Are y'all with me today? So, 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 so. When we look at this thing, watch this now. So Hebrews ten thirty three also uses two other words here that are key for us to understand. Because again, I, what I, what I, what key me on this was when when Jeff said people thought it was crazy. All right. I'm telling you, something is unusual. Something unusual is happening. And God is using it. it, it I've said this before. It's not so unusual to see a, a, an African-American go join a predominantly white church. It happens all the time all across the country. That, that happens. I mean, you see sprinkled out all over the place. But it's very rare. Hear me carefully. It's very rare to see a, 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 a Caucasian person come and join an African-American led church. Can I talk to y'all like, 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 like we're we, like we friends? Can I talk to y'all like the Holy Ghost is in this place? Can I talk to y'all like a pastor who's seen what God has shown him? And, and that confidence in the fact that God showed me and God told me, amen, gives me the, 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 the stamina and the wherewithal to say, so no matter what comes my way, I'm going to follow God and I'm going to see his plan come into manifestation. It's very unusual. Because of the blowback, and, and, it, and it really is crazy. It's asinine. It is. It is of the utmost tomfoolery, if you will. Amen. For the church to be the place where 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 this racism still persists and is pervasive. It makes absolutely no sense and until the church starts addressing the issue and being honest about what's actually happened in the hearts and minds of men and women in our churches both black white Hispanic and Asian it ain't just the white it ain't just the black it's all of us we start saying, "God, for you I live, and for you I die." God, your word is more important than my heritage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna celebrate my heritage. I'm not gonna demean it, but I'm not gonna rise it above you. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. So, 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 but but people will begin to ridicule you. So, so Hebrews ten thirty three also uses two other important words that are key for us to understand. These are the words it says. Pop that back up, brother Jay Hebrews 10 and 33. Two words are reproaches and afflictions. Everybody say reproach, reproach and afflictions. Reproach. Y'all have been afflicted before? Watch this. Watch this. The word reproach is the Greek word onodismos. And I didn't put that on your notes, but onodismos. And it refers to insults hurled at you from other people. Anybody ever talked about you before? Because of your stand for Christ. Anybody ever ridiculed you because you decided I'm going to do what God's word said do? Now, I got news for you. Everybody in the church is not interested in doing doing life God's way. You know what freed me as a pastor? Can I talk to y'all? Y'all are, y'all are the flock that y'all. Did, how many of y'all the Holy Spirit led you to be a part of this fellowship? So so the Holy Ghost brought you here. So the Holy Ghost wants to speak to you through me. I am just the vessel that God uses to get his word out. The Bible says God used the foolishness of preaching to transform the lives of men. Did y'all hear me? He used the foolishness of preaching to transform the lives of men. Now... I don't want to. Get it. So the word "reproach" is the Greek word "onisimos," and it refers to insults hurled at you from other people. This is exactly what they did to Jesus when he was hanging on the cross of Calvary. The cross literally put Jesus on the center stage of the universe. Y'all, y'all remember that? Rather than applauding him for what he was doing for mankind, the people reproached him. In other words, they threw insults and slanderous accusations at him. You save others, but you can't even save yourself. They put a a crown of thorns on his head to mock the fact that he said he was king of kings and lord of lords. Are y'all with me today? But when we look at this thing, guys, you're going to be ridiculed. Reproach means to be ridiculed. People are going to hurl insults at you. That's okay. But you got to be willing, amen, to take it for the Lord. Here's what I've discovered: a lot of Christians have thin skin. You know what to be thin skin means? You get all upset and all hot and bothered because somebody talked about you. I would submit to you: if nobody's talking about you, you're probably not doing very much. (laughs) And if you're pleasing everybody, there's a good chance you're not really leading. Come on in a little closer now. Can I be your pastor today? Will you let me pastor you? Some of y'all just want to preach, you don't want to pastor. But see, a pastor's going gonna, to gonna pull back the layers and dig beneath the surface and talk to you just like I'm talking to you. I'm not trying to be your friend, I want to be your shepherd. You hear me, Brenda? I want to be your shepherd. Amen? And your shepherd means that there's going to be some times when I got to get the hook and pull you away from the fence because the wolf is on the other side of the fence while you're over there nibbling over there trying to get over what's on the other side of the fence. I got to get the hook and pull you back. Everybody say, Pastor me, Pastor. Okay, I'm going to do it then. I'm going to do it. Now, now watch. This. I got to move you all because I don't want to lose my time. When you take a stand, a strong stand by faith, or when the Holy Spirit convicts you about staying true to a principle in God's word, Satan will do, hear me carefully, Satan will do everything within his power to influence you to move off that stance of faith. Are you with me today? He'll do everything within his power to influence you to move off that stance of faith. He'll use family members, He'll use friends, he'll use associates, and even circumstances to disrupt the plan of God for your life. The devil will use people you know and love to say things that will shock you, that will hurt you deeply. Because if the truth be told, if I don't really know you, you can talk about me. I, it don't really too much bother me. As a matter of fact, I've learned this. To, if I'm doing what God's word says, I don't care who talks about me. If my wife talks about me, if God said do it, I can back it up in the word, I'm going to do it. Because God's word, amen, will stand. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God says his word will stand. Amen. God's word, amen, he watches over it to perform it. But the reality is, if I'm honest about it, there are many Christians, and I was saying this earlier, there are many Christians who I know you're born again, if you die, you're going to heaven, but you really don't want to be discipled. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And what I was getting ready to say earlier was I've learned as a pastor you can't disciple people who don't want to be discipled. And I can't help disciple you if you're not willing to participate in your own discipleship training. But, but it doesn't, listen, it doesn't throw me off because I'm going to roll with whoever wants to be disciple. Because if I try to force you to be disciple, you're not going to really grow anyhow because you're going to be mad that you're there. And how, 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 think about the audacity of a person getting mad because somebody's trying to get them closer to Jesus. you mad because I'm trying to get you closer to Jesus. You're mad because I'm trying to hold you accountable for what you said God told you to do. But I, I, I pray for you, but I, I honestly don't stay up at night losing sleep because you don't want to be disciple. I sleep very, ask my wife, I sleep very well. Amen. Am I right about it, baby? When I, I, I share when I'm out, I'm out. But I, but, but I love you, and as your passion, I'm going to do everything in my power to feed you, and I'm going to exhort you, and I'm going to try to push you to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to exhort you to move forward because everybody needs a pastor. Just like everybody, every team needs a coach. You can put a team of of superstar players together, but they don't have good coaching, they'll never win a championship. Congratulations to the Cavaliers Baptist Cavaliers and the Russian Bearcats for winning the state championship on this past weekend. All right. But you got to have somebody coaching and leading, and everybody can't be the head coach. I know you think you know how to call the game, I know you think you know what what Mike McCarthy should have done or, or Tom Landry in the day or whatever, but most of y'all don't have a clue about the intricacy of the game. I know you watch it, but you may not even know what's happening. What coverage were they running, and why was that guy running wide open? You blaming the cornerback, but it was actually the safety, who was in the cover two half fields, and he bit on the fake up front, and he came up too quick. All it takes is one false step, and you beat deep. Can I talk football to some of y'all up in the app? All it takes is one false step, and you're beat, and you're thinking it's the cornerback's false because you don't know football. You watch it, but you don't really know it. The end of the work is, if you really begin to understand, football is a very complicated game. It looks like it's just people just getting on either side of the ball and just smashing into each other. There's strategy involved. There are coverages and defenses that, that, that are more effective towards certain offenses. All that takes coaching. And it takes somebody who's willing to step up and say, we're going to do it this way. And you got to have teammates who are saying, I'm going to follow my leader. You may not understand what the leader's telling you to do, but as long as it doesn't go against God's word, be obedient and follow what the leadership says. I will never ask you to do something that doesn't line up with scripture. Hello? Can I get a witness? All right. Can I keep moving? All right. So, so, so when you take, you take a stand of faith... Know that the enemy is coming. He'll use whoever. He'll use people close to you, really, to try to get next to you. He'll use circumstances to disrupt disrupt God's plan for your life. And the devil will use people you know and love to say things that will shock you, as I said. This is his attempt to get you and I to back off the promise that we have received. The Bible says we have need of patience that after we've done the will of God, we'll receive the promise. But if you are certain, if you are certain you are doing what God told you to do, don't budge one inch, no matter how much opposition you encounter. But Paul says that in addition to verbal abuse, those reproaches that we're talking about, people may throw those verbal, verbal abuse at you. The devil will also try to use afflictions to stop you. Everybody say afflictions. The word afflictions is from the Greek word Philipsis. T H L I P S I S. Thallipsis. Everybody say thalpsis. Come on, have Greek lesson. Greek lesson. Come on. Philipsis. Oh, you can say a little bit better than say Philipsis. Let me roll off the tongue, say Philipsis. That word Greek word thypsis, which refers to a tight squeeze or terrible pressure. This describes how the devil will try to use circumstances and events in life to put you under so much pressure that you eventually break and you throw in the towel and give up. Pressure. I say pressure. pressure. I remember when we were when we were growing up and we were playing ball or, or, or you know, uh, or, you know, just basketball, football, whatever. And we talked about the pressure of the game. And Danny, we would say something like this. Pressure will bust the pipe. Imagine what it'll do to your head. And what we were saying was is that if you don't learn how to handle pressure, it'll cause you to go crazy in your mind. And that's what the devil is trying to do. He's trying to put tight, a tight squeeze and terrible pressure on you to get you to forget what God told you. This describes how the devil will try to use circumstances and events in your life To put you under so much pressure that you eventually break. This word ellipsis indicates that the devil may try to use everything around you to shut you down when you step out in faith to obey what God has instructed you to do. Now watch this. Satan doesn't hide in the closet and pop out at night to personally attack us while we're sleeping because he's the God of this world. That's what 2 Corinthians I think 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 tell us, he uses the world to battle with us. The world's system, can I get a witness? In other words, he uses people, events, situations, circumstances, and difficult dilemmas to stop us from reaching our goals. But remember what 1 John 4 and 4 says, it says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You got more power in you than what Satan That dunamis we talked about, the power source that's given to us by the Holy Ghost, enables us to overcome those things that the enemy sends our way. Are y'all with me today? Regardless of what weapon the enemy uses or how he attempts to combat us, we have a faith that overrides and far exceeds any organization, any event, any circumstance, uh, any difficult dilemma that Satan tries to throw at us. Let's go to Luke, the fifth chapter, right quick. Because true faith can be seen. It says faith is the substance of things. Hoped for; it's the evidence of things that are not seen. It didn't say faith couldn't be seen. Watch this. Luke chapter five. And we're going to begin our reading at verse number 17. Everybody say, I see you. I see you. Yeah. Luke chapter five, verse number 17. Glory to God. Let's read together. Text says, One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. As they were customary to do, guys, they would come to check him out. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Next verse. Let's go. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Text says this next verse, let's read. Seeing their faith. Everybody say, what does it say? Seeing their faith. Oh, brother pastor, that's the NLT. Go to the KJV right quick, Jason. See what he says in the KJV. Watch this. I believe it'll say the same thing in the KJV. And when he what? When he did what? Saw their faith. When he what? Saw their faith. He saw their faith. He said unto him, man, thy sins are what? Thy sins are what? Forgive thee." Next verse, let's go. It says what? And the scribes and the Pharisees began to read and said, who is this which speaks? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Next verse, let's read. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts. Let me uh, stop right there. Let me tell you something. You don't have to say anything for Jesus to know what you're thinking. The Bible says when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering, they didn't even ask a question, but Jesus knew what they were thinking. He answered he and said unto them, what reason you in your hearts? Watch this, next verse. Whether it's easier to say thy sins be forgiven thee or to say rise up and walk. Next verse, let's go. But that you may know that the son of man had power upon earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy couch and go into thine house. Next verse. And immediately, everybody say immediately. immediately. Everybody say straightway. straightway. Say on the spot. On the he rose up before them and took up that whereon he lay and departed to his own house. Doing what? Yeah. 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 I want you to notice three things from this passage real quickly. Three things I want you to notice real quick. Number one, Jesus saw their faith. Everybody say saw their faith. He saw, the faith. he saw the faith of the friends as well as of the sick man. He saw their faith. Number two, the faith Jesus saw was a faith that believed and persisted against all kinds of obstacles. It persisted against all kinds of obstacles. Just because you have a word from God, just because God gave you a promise and you can see the promise being fulfilled in your mind, that does not mean that opposition won't come your way. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Remember the children of Israel? When he, when he, uh, he told them uh, that I've given you a land, I want you to go over in there and possess it. He told them about Canaan land, it's the promised land, He told them to go over there and possess it. But remember when they sent spies over there? I think it was 12 of them they sent. 10 came back. A man said, It's just like you said it was, God, but there's giants over there and we can't take it. God knew the giants were over there before he ever told them, I've already given it to you. We serve a God who calleth those things which be not as though they already are. God don't have to, listen, God sees beyond what we see in the natural. He says, I've already given to you and God knew that there was opposition there before they ever got over there. God knew they would have to fight for it. And just because God gave you a word of faith don't mean that opposition won't come your way. As a matter of fact, I understood that many times when opposition comes, it's because I'm slept in the middle of God's will and the enemy is trying to talk me out of doing what God told me to do. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Go to Joshua 1 and 8 from the KJV record. Joshua 1 and 8. Watch this. We see Joshua coming on the scene. Joshua chapter number 1. And he, he was Moses' right hand man, second in command, uh, walking alongside Moses. Moses led the children of Israel out of slavery in Egypt and, and to the cusp of the promised land. But Moses died. And when Moses died, there was fear, I think, that came upon Joshua because it's easy to be number two. It's easy to sit in the pews and say what you should have done. But once you sit in the leadership chair, now it's a little bit different. Isn't it? yeah. It's easy to say what I would have done as a coach until you get into the position as a coach. And you probably thought to go, uh, 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 what are we going to do? now. It's, the, the clock is running. Call the play. <laughs> Many times we don't know what it's like to sit in that space. But we can give all the advice in the world from our seat, right? Yeah. I'm mean, going to tell you, it's a little bit different. Everybody says it's different. You thought that you knew how to best handle those folks until you got into that, into that seat to manage people, and you find out managing people can be a very, a very difficult and, and and trying and complex thing, right? And you're paid for your department to produce the results that the p- business plan said that you should you should produce for your department, but now you're trying to get people to come on board and show up for work, do what you ask them to do, so you can achieve the results. But you can't you can't Put a gun to their head. Oh, you can fire them, but you got to hire somebody else. Is the person you're going to hire, are they going to be good enough to do it also? So now you're managing people instead of just going to work and doing your job and going home, now you're responsible for what everybody else does. Everybody said, "It it ain't all easy. And when you pastor a church and God has said, do a thing, God says, I need you to be involved in outreach ministry, and I need your people to, to go like you did yesterday and go and serve and, and be out in the community and connecting with people and, and, and serving and, and, and helping those who are less fortunate and being involved. And, and it, but, but 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 you say, I don't have time. And set up and you watch you, you binge watch a series on Netflix for four seasons Stayed up all night watching it. Let me see the hands of all y'all who binge watched a series on Netflix or whatever. And you, and you, you stayed there about six hours in a row. Come on, be honest. Be, be honest. Some, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, then you're behind the times. But listen, six hours in a row, but you don't have time to study your Bible. Six hours in a row, but you, can, you couldn't give an hour and a half to Common Ground Outreach. Six hours in a row, but you couldn't come up here and, and run security and help empty the trash for a youth event that we had. See, we got to give God, we got to give an account of our time with God. Because many of us got time for everything else except that which God has told us to do. You got, every, you got time for your sororities, your frats, uh, your, your social club, your riding club, bikes and horses. Can I, can, I, can I talk to y'all? You got time for all that stuff. But when it's time to serve, I'm not talking about. This ain't really serving here today. Y'all just coming and getting exhorted, and 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 for me to, to 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 try to give you some word to push you on. But I'm talking about when it's time to serve, people tend to not show up. Amen. But you got time for all the other stuff. Hello. You got time to 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 do this all day on your phone. I wonder what she said. Who is that? And, and you watching these social media personas that really is not the real deal. And, and you're thinking, I wish I had their life. No, you don't. They jacked up and dysfunctional, but they, that's why they keep painting the picture that they ain't jacked up and dysfunctional because they are jacked up and dysfunctional. <laughs> These social media media personas aren't necessarily the real deal. So why are you spending all your time trying to figure out what somebody did? Hello? I didn't say social media was evil, did it? It can be used for good. It's been good too. But if you spend all your time doing that but don't have time to study your Bible, don't have time to, to sign up for discipleship training. Hello? I told y'all before, some of y'all have been here long enough, I'm not going to babysit you. Okay? When I say babysit, why should I have to beg you to do what God told you to do? Which I won't beg you, but I'll exhort you and I'll invite you. I want you to come alongside, but I, but but I but I won't run you down to serve. I'm gonna present the opportunity because ultimately it's gonna be between you and the Lord. I'm just telling you stop making excuses because we. What did I tell you before? Grown people would do what grown people want to do, right? You ever had somebody who you really liked? Maybe you would you you want to date them You never had somebody who you really like, and you found a way to get to that person who you really like. How many of y'all find time to get with somebody who you really want to be with? Can I come to this side over here? Dominique, Dre found time to get with you. Quentin, you found time to get with Janie. When you wanted to date her, and when you, and ultimately you married her, you find time to get with whoever you want to get with, and sometimes you find time to get with folk who you shouldn't be with. <laughs> you married and tipping the midnight do, as they say. Your little lustful flesh is just percolating. You figure out a way to get into the presence of that person who you really shouldn't be with. But you y'all come in a little closer. Now, this all may I like this kind of preaching, but I believe in talking in realities. And I know that people struggle with a variety of things. And when you struggle with something, hey, man, listen, I'm here to help you. I don't look at people in a downward way because they fail in the sin. Listen, I'm there. The Bible says if a brother be overtaken in the fault, you which are spiritual, go and restore him in the spirit of meekness. Helping them get back up. Don't talk about it and go and help them get back up. That's what Galatians 6, 1 and 2 says. Considering your own self. Lest you fall Coke. But for the grace of God, there go I. None of us in here are above falling. And the moment you think that, I don't, I, I don't have to worry about that. That's the moment that you set yourself up for failure. Hello? I don't know about anybody sitting here, but I don't trust my flesh. Amen. Oh, Pastor, did you say that? I don't trust my flesh. And neither should you. Because your flesh will have you doing some stuff that your spirit man said. Hey, I thought we were past that. I thought we I thought we put that aside 15 years ago. That's so why the Bible says, Paul said this way. Paul says, I die daily. So you have to die daily in the flesh because I'm telling you, when the enemy starts coming your way and starts trying to stop you from doing what God has told you to do, and, and, and he'll, he'll, he'll use any type of enticement to draw you away from God's plan for your life. So Jesus saw that faith. Get back. Jesus saw that faith. The faith Jesus saw was a faith that believed and persisted against all kinds of obstacles. Now, now, if you look at it, he saw their faith. What did he see? Whatever the crowd of people around Jesus, I'm telling you, I, I, I tell you to go to Joshua one and eight, didn't? I? All right, let's get back there. See how see how the pastor get off. But well, thank you, Holy Spirit. Watch what he says here. Can we read together? This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. He's talking to Joshua, but thou shall do what? Meditate. Meditate therein what? Day and night. Day and night. That thou mayest what observe to do according to all that is what, Amen. for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have what. Amen. That's what he said. Is that right? Observe to do according to all that's written there in the second second. When he says again in his eighth verse. Look at the look at the next verse. Have not I commanded thee, what? Be strong and of good courage. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, wherever you go. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Now, what, what's, what's happening? He, he's, he's having to, 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 to reassure Joshua. Hey, listen, Moses, my servant, is that I got news for you? I told you this before that. Joshua, why didn't God have to tell him Moses my servant is dead? Joshua knew it. he walked, come on, he was his, his right hand man. Don't you think Joshua knew Moses was dead? Don't you know that it went through the customary mourning period? The whole nation did. He knew he was dead. But God had to come back and say because Joshua was stuck in neutral. Like many of us will get stuck in neutral when, when we are called upon to do something that we have not done before. So God says, Moses, my servant, is dead as if Joshua didn't already know. He already knew it. And he kept on telling him, be strong and be very courageous. Be strong and be very courageous. Don't be dismayed. Be of good courage. Because he's trying to tell him, hey, you got to go over to this land of promise. Yes, there's enemies over there, but I've given you the victory. It's already yours. It may not look like it, but I call those things that be not as though they already are. God God is not bound by time. So the faith Jesus saw back go back to Luke the fifth chapter it was a faith that believed and persisted against all kinds of obstacles. And, and, and the third thing about that passage is Jesus Himself forgave the man's sin. See, the Pharisees would think, thought it was blasphemous that Jesus would say He had the power to forgive sin. Now notice that Jesus did not. He did not dispute what they were saying. that he he was calling himself God because that's what he was really doing. He was making it known that I am God in human flesh and I have the ability and the power to forgive sin. So so how do you see faith? Well, you see faith by what it produces. Amen. You see faith by what it produces. Genuine faith will be accompanied by corresponding actions. Everybody say genuine faith faith will be accompanied by corresponding actions. If I say I believe God is my source and my resource and he tells me to give into a situation and I may be looking at how much I have but God says give. If I know and trust that it's God is telling me to give, God knows I need money for this situation. So if God tells me to give, he's responsible for making sure I got enough over here to take care of this. Amen. So if I believe him, then I'm going to find myself doing what he told me to find myself giving. So genuine faith is accompanied by a corresponding action. Jesus saw their actions On behalf of their friend, these guys, amen, when when the crowd was crowding around Jesus and they couldn't get to him, they went up on the rooftop. Now, guys, hear me carefully. Jesus saw their actions on behalf of their friend, but he also saw what no one else could see. Listen to me carefully. They saw a paralyzed man who needed healing, but Jesus saw a sinner who needed forgiveness. But y'all catch that? they saw a paralyzed man who needed healing, but Jesus saw a sinner who needed forgiveness. The men had brought their friend for physical restoration. Jesus knew he needed spiritual restoration. So he said, man, thy sins are forgiven. Forgiveness came first. Getting right with God takes priority over getting your circumstances right. You know, people people come say, well, Pastor, when I, when I get myself together, I'm gonna come to church. Why? What are you talking about, dummy? if you could get yourself together, you wouldn't even need Jesus. Submit your heart to Jesus, connect with a local assembly that will help disciple you, and then you'll begin to see this stuff fall off of you. Quit trying to get yourself together and bring yourself to Jesus and let him clean you up. So the man needed, he needed spiritual restoration. Forgiveness came first, Okay? And getting right with God takes prior to getting your circumstances right. This incident also shows the importance of having fellow believers in your life on whose faith you can count on in times of your own spiritual and physical weakness. Because sometimes our faith gets weak, right? Sometimes we're going through the limit that we need somebody else to walk alongside with us. So the faith process is in, my, in my limited time that I have left. Faith begins with belief. Go to John, the 20th chapter, verse 24 through 29. John, chapter 20, verse 24 through 29. The New Testament word for faith is the word pistos. Everybody say pistos. You got to say that real carefully now, okay, because I want you to. It didn't say pissed off. It says pistos. You got to watch some of y'all. Some of y'all are, some of y'all are, 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 are too close to the edge. Everybody say pistos. <laughs> Some of y'all's mind right now. <laughs> the New Testament word for, for faith is pistos, which means to believe another's testimony. Everybody say believe another's testimony. See, faith requires us to function by believing first instead of seeing or feeling first. That's the problem with a lot of Christians today. We want to try to feel feel it first before we are obedient. I tell you that before and I said it all the time and this is, this is my mantra for life. Be obedient and let your feelings catch up to your obedience. Because there are going to be some things that God tells you to do going to be hard for you to do in your feelings. In your emotions. But decide that if I see it in God's word rightly divided, contextually, appropriately, uh, Exegetic for me to walk in, then I'm going to do it even if I don't feel it. Amen. But brother pastor, I feel like a hypocrite if, 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 if I'm doing it and I don't feel it. It ain't about what you feel, it's about what you obedience. If I'm doing what God's word says do and I'm going to let my feelings catch up to my obedience then I'm in line with God. Because see, we're emotional beings we have anger, we have all kinds of things that make up our soul realm. That's why our soul realm has to be renewed. Our spirit man is what's reborn. Our flesh ultimately will, 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 will have a new body when we see Jesus face to face. But when we're born again, it's the spirit man is reborn, but our soul realm has to be renewed, has to be brought up under subjection to our spirit man. Just like our body has to be brought under subjection. Watch the text here, okay? So, so faith begins with, everybody say, belief. Text says this. In in John chapter 20, verse 24, glory to God. It says this read, one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others. Now, understand this this is after the resurrection, after God was here, and now he appeared before some of his followers, all right? But Thomas wasn't with them when they saw Jesus, amen? He wasn't with them. So watch the text. Next verse says what? They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers in them and place my hand into the wound in his side. That's like some of y'all are in today. You ain't going to believe it until it's, you can just put your nail hand in the wound. But God is saying, watch what he says here. Eight days later, the disciples were together again and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Next verse, let's read. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hand. Now, listen, Jesus wasn't there physically when Thomas said what he said earlier. But let me me clue you into something as Jesus did in in the other passage. Jesus knows what you're thinking. While you're sitting there right now looking at me, he knows what you're thinking. And some of y'all ain't thinking pure thoughts right now. And some of y'all are not thinking about God, God's plan for my life. Some of y'all are thinking about a whole lot of things and Jesus knows it. Jesus knows if you are buying into what it means to walk by faith or you're just saying, well, no, nah, that's for crazy folks. Well, I'm crazy enough to believe God's word. Are you listening to me today? I am crazy enough to believe God's word. Why can you be so crazy pastor? Because I've seen him for myself. I've tried the man and the man is all right. I've seen him work situations out in my life. I've seen it when I spoke the word when I couldn't see the answer. Oh. I spoke the word when I couldn't see the answer. I spoke what I believe. I'm going to jump ahead here. Watch it. So put your hand finger here and look at my hand so he knew. He's, see, Jesus already knew what he said previously. Put your hand into the wound at my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Next verse, let's read. Come on. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, watch this. You believe because you've seen them. Blessed are those who believe without seeing Maybe that's why you're not getting blessed because you ain't believing until you see something. He says, bless those who believe yet have not seen." The KJV says, "Watch this. Watch this. Can we, can we, can we skip ahead right quick to so uh, go to Second Corinthians the fourth chapter, verse number thirteen and fourteen from the KJV. Second Corinthians the fourth chapter. I'm jumping. So faith begins with belief. Faith requires putting our bodies and our soul." Under the control of our spirit man. It's a spirit man that's reborn. We're, we're a triune person. with spirit, soul, and body. Spirit man gets reborn. Soul has to be renewed. And the body has to be brought under subjection. Okay? Uh, so, and, but after we believe God's promises, we must begin to see or conceive them in our life. Okay? Uh, and, and after we see something, we have to release it. We have to speak it. What we speak must follow what we believe. Words, hear me carefully now. This ain't some, some mumbo jumbo, magical, get whatever I want to say type message. But words in and of themselves have no power. Only when they are accompanied by belief can they release God's desire for our life. Uh, Maria and I had, to, had the privilege of spending a half a day on Friday with Sister Doris uh, Samuels Robinson. And Doris related a story to us about. When she came to this particular school in Caddo Parish, which she's the principal of, uh, and it was a magnet school, but it was not thought of as highly as other magnet schools. And and and, and the general consensus in that in 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 the, in the in the parish was that this school couldn't get to be an A school. Am I right about Doris? It the, they they were they was and even one of the faculty members said it out in a meeting that our kids are not capable of doing this. I like what Dara said, she got to go. <laughs> She's got to go because I got a job to do and if you don't believe that they can do it and you got the boldness to say that, then you're not, you don't need to be on this team. And she said, you got to leave this team. But she had to speak what she believed the kids were capable of doing. And I know I'm right about it, that school became an A-rated school <laughs> When folks were saying they can't do it. Oh, help me, Jesus. Why are you sitting there saying, amen, something that that God says you have the power, the greatest, he is in you, the hidden world. Through Christ, all things are possible. But she had to speak what she believed. If those kids kept hearing, we can't be in A school, we don't have the capacity, we don't have the smarts to do it. If they kept hearing hearing that, that, that's what was going to manifest in in their lives. But when they heard, you have the capacity to do this thing, and it was being spoken even before it became a manifested thing, then once you speak it, what you believe, it'll come into manifestation when you're following God's will. Look at what Paul said, and and guys, my time is about up. Help me, Jesus. Watch this. Where are we uh, second Corinthians? Can I get there, y'all? Let me get there, y'all. Say so get there, Pastor. See, so I, I, I wanna I to read it to you. Second Corinthians chapter four. All right. Watch this. Now again. Here's Pastor Paul writing to the church of Corinth. Can we go back, Brother Jay? to verse number 8. I want, you, I want y'all to walk in this last scripture, okay? I got to stop. My time is up. My clock is, 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 is telling me it's, it's, it's time up. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. This is Apostle Paul right into the church of Corinth. Can we read together? We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. Next verse. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Watch this, watch this. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest. If he suffered, we got to suffer. If he's reigning, we're going to reign. You can't reign with him if you're not willing to suffer with him. Come on. Oh, help me, Jesus. Watch this. Watch this. Come on. Can we go? Let's go to the next verse. For, watch this. For we which live are always delivered unto death. For who? Don't be getting in trouble because you're doing something you ain't got no business doing, but get into trouble because, as John Lewis said, some good trouble. Get into some good trouble because you're doing what God told you to do. Amen? I'm here to tell you In case you missed it, when you start standing for Jesus in the back, they're going to call you all kinds of things. When you start saying God's definition of marriage is for a man to marry a woman, they're going to call you all kinds of things, intolerant, bigot. But I'm going to tell you God's word is true and I'm going to stand on that. For we which are alive always delivered on the death of Jesus for Jesus' sake that the, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. The life of Jesus may be made manifest in our what? Amen. To word manifest means to be made known. People should see Jesus living through you. <laughs> Next verse. Come on. I got, I got to get through. So then death working in us but life in you. Watch this. Watch this. We having the same spirit of faith According as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also what? And therefore we speak. Paul says, We believe, and therefore we speak. We are speaking the things that we believe, what God has promised us in His Word. Stop being quiet. Tell amen yourself and tell your fellow members. As for me and my house, like Jesus says, we are going to serve the Lord. I believe. And therefore have I spoken. We also believe. And therefore what? Therefore we speak. Knowing, 14 for good marriage, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up. Also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Paul says, just like they believe and they spoke, we believe and we speak. What has God told you to do that may seem out of the ordinary, that may seem impossible? But can you believe what he told you? And if you believe it, you got to speak it. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it eat the fruit of. It's just not vain words we're talking about, but it's words that you're speaking that are based on on the message you got from God. When God gives you a message in his word, when he gives you a message in a vision, you begin to speak that forth because you, you believe that in your heart. Some people are speaking, but they're not believing. You can come up here and, 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 and say words, but if you don't believe it, you, it's just vain words. But once you can capture that belief system on the inside, once you begin to, to believe it on the inside, and it'll be shown by corresponding action, you got to get up and go and put in an application. You can believe God all day long for a job, but if you don't put in the application, job ain't coming. <laughs> Faith without Words. is what? Is. <laughs> yeah. Paul said, I believe, therefore I spoke. So is that close? after we believe God's promises, number three, we must begin to see or conceive them in our lives. And I told you, looking and seeing are two different things. Looking regards the outward appearance while seeing considers the existence of things that are not yet visible. A lot of people are looking, but not many are seeing. God sees and he requires that we see also. Getting beyond what's in front of our eyes. And look beyond it. After we see something, we have to release it. We speak what we believe. Faith is a requirement, and not an option. If you're going to please God, you got to do it by faith. Amen. Amen. Give me here, body, clothes. close. Father, we thank you.